The Detroit Tigers split a series in San Francisco today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first, first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hello. I am uh, still not feeling great, as you can probably gather. Uh, still recovering from uh, the virus, but we're, we're here. Um, I know we're here late. It is Thursday afternoon. I'm just going to record this and upload it. Um, sorry, I last night was was brutal. Um, so I uh, did not have the the ability uh, physically um, to. Uh, I, I tried. I tried to make one episode. And I literally couldn't get through like ten minutes. So um, we're here now. We'll recap the game. Um, to, I don't know if there's going to be an episode tomorrow off day um anyways and well off day being thursday was an off day uh so we won't have a game to recap on friday so we'll kind of play it by ear we'll see how i'm feeling uh friday but it won't be out at midnight regardless and uh so if you do get one it'll be a friday afternoon thing and then hopefully throughout the weekend i i, I get my act together we feel a little bit better and we're back to just our regular scheduled programming uh next week so that that's the hope um just to fill everybody in i still sound like this i I still you're gonna still hear a lot of sniffles it's still not not a great time but we move so here we are the detroit tigers won on what's today thursday on wednesday uh beat the san francisco Giants. I almost said 49ers there. Uh, San Francisco Giants, three to two. This was a really um, a close game. A really close game. The Giants had quite a few more base runners than we did. Our the command for pitching in this game was just dreadful. Um, a lot of for for the Tigers especially. A lot of walks. A lot of walks. In this game, from uh, from the pitching side of things, Ronnie Garcia two walks, Andrew Chafin a walk, Alex Lang a walk, Michael Fulmer a walk. Uh, so that is, and then Gregory Soto no walks. So eat that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, one, two, three, four. So that's five walks from a staff in eight innings. That's really really rough. That is a very high number, um, an unacceptable number. And one that probably loses you quite a lot of games. Um, but we were kind of able to to keep them out of the hit column really too dangerously. And besides that, uh, they had quite a few singles. You know, they had the Longoria home run. Uh, but besides that, they, they were a lot of small ball kind of stuff too. And that's, you know, another team now showing us uh, the, the same thing that we already knew. If you don't hit the ball, Ball go far, team go far, man. So it's uh it I mean, and we, we only scored three runs ourselves, not an offensive masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but um 
some good offensive performances nonetheless. And then Eric Haas, we're going to start with him. Haasi has been unbelievable in pretty much the entire month of, <coughs> excuse me, pretty much in the entire month of June. He's been unbelievable. And that's awesome because at the beginning of June, I, I mean, I, I straight up said on here, I was like, I'm not sure how many days Eric Haas has left on this team because he had been struggling so mightily offensively and defensively that um, I I didn't know. I thought his days were, were kind of numbered on the Major League roster. And uh, here we are now. He's been one of the most productive hitters on the entire team in the month of June. Uh, he's caught some pretty decent games. Uh, he's caught all of Ronnie's last three starts. I want to say we'll get to Ronnie. He that was a, that was a great performance by by Ronnie Garcia. But um, so I'm I'm just really impressed and happy for Eric Haas because uh, the dude deserves a great human being. And I, I mean, it the Lord knows this offense needs production. So here we are, right? Um. Really, really nice to see. Really nice to see. Obviously, that home run is what put us over the top, and then we were able to hang on to, <coughs> golly, hang on to the lead. Um, so really, really happy for Eric Haas. And, and also, I mean, on the flip side, just having any offensive production is a win at this point for this team. Now, this has been a catastrophic offensive season, um, but especially at the catcher position where the other option has, like, one of the lowest OPSs in all of baseball. Like Tucker Barnhart is is a few at bats away from being comfortably the worst hitter in baseball. When you look at qualified hitters, his OPS is like forty points below the lowest OPS in baseball for qualified hitters, which is not really ironically. I think we're all aware. Uh, he's also a Detroit Tiger by the name of John the Scope. Um, so. It's really the only fact, the only thing that's saving Barnhart from being considered like the worst hitter in baseball at the moment is the fact that he hasn't had enough at bats to qualify as an everyday player because catchers, you know. Um, so considering that's his counterpart, you really love to see it, even more so than just anybody else. But it, like I said, at this point, just in general, we're dying for for some offensive production. <clears throat> um, so that was really good to see. It's really nice. Been really nice to see Hasi kind of step it up. His OPS is up to 652 now. Uh, it was like 390 a month ago. So we'll take it. Um, Javi Baez, two hits in this one. Really weird game defensively for him. It's so weird. Like he has all the athleticism in the world and he has the ability to make these crazy good plays. And then there's like, what once a series there's just like a ground ball that you're like how do you not how are you not making that play like what what's going on exactly or Javi Baez right so weird for sure weird game defensively but great game at the plate yet again uh the last two weeks he's been on an absolute tear offensively um had a triple in this one as well uh, his OPS is now up to 642, which is awesome to see. I know that relatively speaking, that's still like, why are we celebrating a 642 OPS? Um, but considering it was at like 500 three weeks ago or whatever, 520 three weeks ago, we will gladly take 
what it's at now. And I, I think he should be the two hitter pretty much every game. He's swinging the hottest stick on the team. Uh, Robbie Grossman with a hit was nice. <clears throat> uh, nice to see. He's still laboring at the plate, but that was nice. Uh, Spencer Torkelson with a hit was was nice to see. Uh, we we kind of had a conversation about it yesterday, but um, Torque's really struggling. He's really struggling. So we're we're gonna need. We need some extra base heads from Spencer Torkelson, uh, or else uh, I don't. Post All Star break, roster moves are going to be really interesting. That that can be something we bring up as we get closer to the All Star break, um, on an off day maybe or something, but or maybe just over the All Star break because we won't have any games to recap. But it's it's going to be really interesting to see. The, the the roster moves that happen post All Star break because if, if you get sent down post break that's like you had over half a season right to like get your stuff together and and then get in a groove and you're getting sent down mid year based on performance like that's brutal so I, I don't I don't know like I, we've already talked about the discussion and went through the back and forth on on well yesterday's show two days ago's show. Um, but something to keep an eye out for, for sure. We need some extra base hits. Jamer Candelario uh, did not look very good at the plate after he had a big hit on uh, on Wednesday's, uh, sorry, on Tuesday's game. Um, did not look very good at the plate again. His offensive woes continue. Scopey, we already talked about. I swear everything's a pop-up. Everything. Everything Jonathan Scope hits is a pop-up, man. It, it's unbelievable. Currently the lowest qualified OPS in the game of baseball. Uh, three Tigers are in the bottom 10, so that's fun. Uh, and then Vic Reyes, man, two for three. <laughs> Damn near 300 batting average for Vic Reyes. The dog, the dog. Um, I think that's all I want to talk about offensively. Miguel Cabrera just continues to be Miguel Cabrera, the most timely hitting in just – if there's a man in scoring position, even at 40, he could be 90, and I'd be like, yeah, he'll score him. Like, it's unbelievable how, how good he is at driving in runs. And then we will actually end on Riley Green, who continues to just impress the ever-living hell out of me. It's it's unbelievable how talented he is. It's unbelievable how good he is. His, his box presence is phenomenal, and uh, he he's unreal. Everything about his at-bats is phenomenal. He's so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. I, I There are very few things currently in my current state that bring me uh, unfiltered joy like watching Riley Green uh, step in the batter's box. He's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, the biggest thing with the offense is just continued the, the same thing that um, it has been. We, we're, we're getting some base runners. We're getting some good hit totals. We just need more extra base hits and more timely hits. And today was really no different. Yesterday was really no different. Okay, let's get to the pitching. And then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, first, though, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Sports Card. Sorry, no, at LinkedIn. Sports Card's uh, second segment. LinkedIn is uh, what we're talking about here in the first one. Um, when it comes to the <laughs> – good start, good start. <laughs> the sun is out, and when it comes to small business, uh, they're back for the summer. 
LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find people you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questioning make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why LinkedIn, it's why small business rates LinkedIn the number one for delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So you know that every week, nearly 40 million people visit LinkedIn. Well, now you know. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our second segment here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Uh, I apologize again for the sickness, but here we are. I got a job to do, and uh, we ball. Um, Pitching-wise, I almost want to save Ronnie Garcia for last just because he was so – like he was solid. Ronnie Garcia was kind of solid. He was kind of nice. So we'll start with the bullpen, I guess. Andrew Chafin, one inning, one walk, one strikeout, no runs against. Um, Solid, but his ERA is under three now on the year. That's super cool. Alex Lang, two-thirds of an inning, two hits, one run, one walk. Michael Fulmer, one and a third, one hit, one walk, one strikeout. And then Gregory Soto, a perfect ninth with a strikeout. Um, First off, we'll, we'll start with Greg, okay? Gregory Soto looked great again. Uh, the command was was really solid again. The slider command was solid again, outside of I think one. Um, it was it was a, a really solid performance, and I think the weirder thing to look at with his performance was the fact that there, there's two things. One, he threw the slider more than any other pitch, which is like unheard of with him, right? He throws on a hundred mile an hour sinker. That's pretty much always been the bread and butter. That's pretty much always just what he throws. And he'll mix in a slider or a four-seamer just to keep people on their toes. But for the most part, it's it's uh, it, it's those two pitches. And and the, sl- the slider was thrown four times. I mean, 10-pitch inning, you know, not, not a crazy <coughs> high-pitch count inning. But the slider was thrown four times. And uh, it was it was located really well. I think three of the four times uh, it wasn't put in play once. It was called for a strike only once. Um, so take that you know as you will, I guess. But watching it, I, I was really impressed with with the slider, and it just found it fascinating that he kept going to it, being that the command for it has been so weak pretty much all year. But the weirdest thing for me about Greg was in this game, his timing was all over the place and like on purpose all over the place. And I don't know if that's something that he worked on with Fetter. I don't know if that's something we're going to see more and more of. I, I don't know, but it was absolutely fascinating and electric. 
So like he would, there would be some at bats or some pitches rather where he would get set and, you know, he, he usually it's all pretty similar timing. He does, he gets set. He takes the the deep breath, right? He raises the shoulder, drops the shoulders, takes a deep breath and then hums that thing in there. This game was, he did that for like the first he might, the first pitch might've actually been a quick pitch. It was one of the first couple of pitches. Um, and immediately quick pitch and you're like whoa okay that was kind of weird and then he'd slow down and then he'd pitch and then the next one he'd take even a really long time where like i thought the batter was gonna step out and then he'd go back to the quick pitch and then he'd go back to the quick pitch again and then he'd stop the entire all 10 pitches were different timing it was fascinating to watch and something that i think is something to keep an eye out for because a, he was really effective against a, a good Giants team. Not the best offense in the world, but it's it's like the 4 Pistons where like nobody on there is about to have an 1,000 OPS and like win an MVP. But everybody, you know, they got seven dudes whose OPSs can be over 800. So like it's just a top to bottom, like a solid, you know, lineup um, at its peak. And so it, it was just fascinating to me to see him mess with his timing so much and, and be so successful. And maybe, maybe it's more for him. I mean, seriously, maybe it's like a stop thinking about it. Just like throw the dang ball. Maybe it's not even really t- anything that messes with the hitter is just icing. And it's really just for him to not sit there and think about where exactly he wants it located forever. And he's just wants to, you know, just fire it in there. You, you can throw a hundo baby. You can throw a 92 mile an hour slider. Just fired in there. I don't know. I, I found it really fascinating, and it's definitely something that I'm going to keep an eye out for going forward because his timing was all over the place in the best way possible. Everybody else had pretty big command issues. Uh, Andrew Chafin really struggled for a couple of at-bats to get any command sorted out, but he would end with still a clean inning. Alex Lang, that's a few outings in a row that his command has just like not really been there, and this one was rough. And he, he was, what, an inch, two inches away from still getting out of it. Close play at first base there. Almost got a double play. Um, but, I, I mean, it was brutal. It was a, a really brutal inning for, for Alex Lane when it came to his command. Uh, and, and this is something, like, I know that he did really well for the first couple of months and people kind of raise their expectations when you continue, when you continuously consistently do really well, but we've known all year this year and all year last year that his command is going to make or break him. And he's going to have outings where he just completely implodes and cannot throw the ball over the plate. We, we've known this about him and his average exit velocity wasn't bad because he didn't miss in the zone but he missed a ton out of the zone. Um, almost 20 pitches, only recorded two outs, got pulled for Fulmer, who then immediately walked the first batter as well, and then got his stuff together and, and struck the next batter out. So that's that's good. This is all, you know, it, it ended up working out, whatever, but it's not always going to work out. <laughs> the, the San Francisco Giants had more base runners, uh, due to mostly walks, but more base runners, the same amount of extra base hits, the same amount of home runs as you, um, and you were able to hold on to the lead, which is great. Good job. But if you replay 
those situations 10 times, we don't win all 10. We might not even win six or seven. Uh, it was an impressive, impressive victory. Doesn't mean that it was um, that it was impressive because we were flawless. That's all. A lot of command issues there on, in the bullpen, um, aside from Gregory Soto. So figure that one out. Okay, let's get to Ronnie. Um, and then I think that's it. I don't think there's really too much other news I want to talk about. Well, maybe a little bit. We'll, we'll get to house cleaning stuff and Ronnie. Now, right after I tell y'all <clears throat> about the Sports Investor app, um, I talked about it for the first time this week, I believe. Uh, really, really awesome app. You just Like, seriously, welcome to the world of sports cards. Just completely reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. You can quickly check the value of your favorite cards, get great deals, and profit from the hobby that you love. It's available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. The Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball and sports fans. Uh, it's completely free, like I said. Over 630,000 cards from every sport, hundreds more added each week. Um, it's, it's awesome. It really is awesome. And they have charts. And this is the cool thing about this app specifically is that it's uh, it, it watches trends. So you have like a you can do like a seven day chart over the last week or a, a monthly chart over the last 30 days. And it, and it will tell you the like how hot the card is or like, you know, it, what, what it's trending price wise, what it's trending value wise, if it's trending popularity wise, if it's trending down in, in any of those categories. It, it is really, really cool. So you can find the best prices and you can buy directly through the app with their eBay deals feature. It's awesome. It, it really is. It, it's amazing. I'm really big into cards. Um, and it's something that I will certainly be using and already, <coughs> golly, already have started using. Uh, so download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple Play stores. Go to locked, go to sportsinvestor.com backslash locked on. Also got to tell y'all about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs <clears throat> and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, nudes, including this year's NHL playoffs, which are now over, but also Major League Baseball. Have a lot of already getting futures and, and offseason stuff set up for the NHL as well, which is super cool. We're talking about that a lot over at Lockdown Red Wings. Um, so bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports scores, and more it remains the best spot for all your sports scores, your podcasts, your news this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts. All right, um, we're back. Segment three here, Locked on Tigers. Let's talk about Ronnie Garcia because he had a day. Ronnie Garcia really did have a day. That's two starts in a row that Ronnie Garcia has given up uh, only one run in his start. He went five in this one. I think he went five and a third in his last one. 
Uh, only one run given up in each of those. Awesome. Four hits, two walks, four strikeouts on the day. Average exit velocity of 92. Definitely high, right? Like not not gonna sugarcoat it. He wasn't he wasn't unhittable, but it worked out. And uh, there was some balls hit the left field. The wind was crazy in this game. Absolutely insane wind. Um, so I think that that probably helped him out a little bit too. But at the end of the day, he ate five innings. He only gave up a run. Hasi has caught him, I think, three starts in a row. Now Hinch said it wasn't intentional, intentional, like like Ronnie isn't, uh, like Haas isn't Ronnie's catcher or anything. Um, but that's, you know, three starts in a row, and the last two have been pretty darn good. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if we continue to see that going forward. Eight whiffs in five innings, nothing spectacular. CSW percentage of 25%, nothing spectacular. Um, but you gotta you gotta miss barrels when you're not missing bats at an incredible rate. You gotta miss barrels, and uh, while he still gave up hard contact, there's a difference between hard contact and a barrel. And uh, he he was able to give up few enough barrels and and miss enough barrels to where he could still have an effective outing. So again, while it wasn't some masterpiece, <coughs> unbelievable performance, it was uh, it was good enough clearly. Tigers got the win. And I think looking forward, I don't even know if I, I want to look forward. <laughs> like just looking forward to this rotation and just like who's going to stay and who's going to go. Um, Mize is done for the year. So that's at least one of the current people in the rotation just staying throughout the season. Then you have Manning, who we haven't really gotten a clear update on at the time of this recording and in a little bit. Um, so I, I don't think that's anywhere particularly close. Michael Pineda is throwing and 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 pitching. So that's something. Maybe we get him back relatively soon. Um, and who else? Who am I forgetting? Oh, and Erod. We have absolutely no update on whatsoever. We uh, nobody's heard anything from Erod since he uh, since he 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 dipped. So. Uh, you know, when we start talking about these people coming back and, and who's going to stay and who's going to go, um, you know, Brisky and Fiedo will certainly be placed on higher, uh, higher priorities than Ronnie Garcia. Um, but well, like, and that's the other thing we, we can get into this now. We'll, we'll end kind of that the game recap tigers win it you know we we talked about it for the whole show um looking ahead we have a ton of inner division games like it's june 30th and from now all the way until the all-star break it's only teams in our within our division that's it that's the only opponent we have so the next and and i think we have like 19 games in 17 days or something ridiculous like we're going to need innings still, even if these guys were to come back, which it doesn't sound like very many of them are. I guess what I'm trying to say is for the, for, until the all-star break, Ronnie Garcia is not going anywhere. So we're, we're going to just hope that he can continue to do what he has been doing and continue to provide valuable enough innings after the all-star break. 
let's say maybe you get Pineda back. Maybe Erod figures what he's got going on at home out, and and he can come back. Um, is Ronnie the first one to get axed? Probably, but he's probably just going to get moved to the bullpen. Mm, that's even a conversation, I guess. I don't know. It's it's a really interesting conversation that we'll have over the All Star break. We have plenty of content we can do uh, over that over that week there during the break. So. Um, there will be a lot of stuff to discuss how we want to handle the second half of the season a lot. And uh, yeah, that'll definitely be what we do. But for now, a lot of AL Central stuff coming up a lot. We take on the Guardians. No, that's a lie. Uh, we take on the Royals first, then the Guardians after that. Uh, Royals, not very good. Not very good. Like, like several games worse than you not very good so let's figure it out let's go win another series uh this west coast you know going to arizona and then san francisco and you took three of five that's not bad that's not bad at all you 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 won a series against a team that you should have won a series against and you split a series against a team that's better than you we'll take that as a win come back home take two more from kansas city and then Cleveland's having a darn good year. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what happens in that series after the weekend's over. But um, have a great weekend. Um, hopefully we can get our normal energy level and, and voice level and everything level, really, uh, just back and be healthy again. That'd be great uh, by Sunday when we record Monday's show. Um, but until then. Thank you all for rocking with me. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check on the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, if this is your first time listening to me, I promise I, I, I our shows are more fun, I would like to think, than today and yesterday. Uh, just, you know really go, going through it physically at the moment. Um, but hopefully a weekend under our belt, we can, like I said, we can get back to uh, to, to the quality and, and the product that, that I want and that you want. Um, I'm doing all right, though. We move, we ball. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, like, nap the rest of the weekend, except for Tigers games. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I'll catch you on Monday, baby. Go Tigers.